Hey there, folks. Chris McLean, Peak Performance and Transformation Coach, back with another episode of the Peak Performance and Predictable Growth Show, the Peak Performance Show for creative, found, creative agency founders, owners, and leaders, where we explore the agency journey from the unique perspective of those at the coalface of the industry. My guests help unlock and dissect strategies, tools, and tactics that are working right now to help you deliver better results for your clients and help you grow and scale your business to six and seven figures and beyond. And today, it's my pleasure to welcome on the show Nahal from AdPros. They're a Facebook ads agency, education, and coaching company. They're designed to equip entrepreneurs, marketing teams, and media buyers with the tools, education, and resources to scale Facebook advertising campaigns. Nahal, awesome to have you here, mate. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take two. We sort of <laughs> we, we started this conversation a couple of weeks ago. And we had some uh, technical issues. So great to actually see you and uh, have you back on the show. How's everything yeah. going your end? Yeah, things are good. No, no complaints, man. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic. So take us into sort of what you do. How, how did you get started, um, and sort of why did you get into sort of the Facebook? Um, ads arena what sort of got you started and what why was that the direction that you decided to take yeah i mean i started trying to make money when i was like from 14 years old onwards and so i tried a lot of different things most of them successfully failed uh as i like to say it and uh tried a lot of stuff nothing really hit um and some of the things that did you know work for a bit uh, weren't really sustainable. So eventually, I, when I was in university, I started doing web design. Someone asked to do a website, and I said yes. I had no idea, and it just kind of figured it out. And we did websites basically for like nothing, like very, very cheap to like five hundred dollars to thousand to up to five thousand dollars. And then um, the issue with the website business is it goes up and down a lot unless you're selling consistently, which I was not. And I wanted to do it myself or you know figure it out myself, which was also not a good idea. So uh, eventually I did want recurring income. And so that's when I started with content posting and the, the algorithm stopped working, you know, it reached, started going down and now reaches like really low. But at that point, it's like, you know, that's when it started and uh, I knew I needed to switch. And so I started with Facebook ads uh, at that point and bought a course, right. mm -hmm. uh, did it for free and kind of just went from there. Cool. So initially you were running Facebook ads for your own business? No, no. I mean, it took me a pretty long time to realize, but like I bought the course and I didn't have that much cash. And so I didn't really like some, you know, there's so many different paths of how you can make money with Facebook ads. People were selling t-shirts at that time and that was the thing. Right. Um, but I didn't really have cash to work with and I wasn't really that creative when it came to t-shirt. I just, it didn't connect for me for some reason. And mm. so um, what I did was I realized, it took me like four months or something to realize that other people have money, but don't have time. And so I have an abundance of time, but don't have the money to uh, test. And so I said, hey, I'm learning all this Facebook stuff. Can I implement it for you? And so that's where it started. And then from there, um, you know, then it kind of got more focused uh, over time. But the first thing I was trying to sell was like a high end $18,000 uh, leather uh, golf bag on Facebook that I had. I've never ran oh, a wow. Facebook ad campaign. And <laughs> that's what I was like starting with, which I highly don't recommend. <laughs> so, yeah, just go right in the deep end. Why not? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like I like that you're essentially picking up the tools and and 
self-training, right? You're just educating yourself and working out. You know, never built a website before, but just decided to work it out. Never ran ads before, decided to just work it out. Um, how, how, did, how, have you, how did you approach that process? Was that just quite natural for you just to jump on the tools and was that quite a natural mindset just to go, oh, look, I'm, I'm just going to figure this out myself? Yeah, in my head, like there wasn't really an option and uh, I didn't really create other options. And even when there were others, like I just didn't pursue them. And so when I was right. doing a handful of things, like that's what I was like doing like at, at that moment. And uh, I was committed to it and uh, wasn't really good at asking for help. But slowly, you know, that changed. And um, it was mostly just brute force. It was just like, let me just try stuff. And uh, figure it out and see what other people are doing. It, it wasn't very structured or, you know, thought through. So. Yeah, I mean that can be a good way to start, right? <laughs> Brute force is is a quite a a good term for it. You just kind of crack on <laughs> and give it a shot and see see where you get to. You've obviously yeah. now gone through much more of a process, and this is a bit more yeah. systemized now that you've learned. So you're now training others how to do Facebook ads. Is that sort of the position that you're in now? I mean, take yeah, us through so, how do you make that transition to now you've kind of got this systemized, you, you've got a process around this now, how do I teach this to others? Yeah, so we went from like not knowing really that much or, you know, it was just me. Uh, then it was doing Facebook ad campaigns for $250 a month and then we see a little bit of results, 500 and then 1,000. And uh, eventually I was stuck at 1,000 for a little bit, maybe a year and a half, and then eventually got like changed the industries I was working in. Uh, from like local businesses to uh, webinars and that kind of thing. And was at 2,500 uh, per month in retainer and then eventually changed that and trying to figure out how to get to 5,000 per month. And uh, e-commerce e allowed us to do that. And then uh, something clicked, you know, when we're testing all this stuff and being obsessive about scaling and changing our mindset. And that allowed us, thankfully now we have uh, clients that are paying 20,000 plus per month. And so really from, doing stuff for free to 250 and just kept doubling it. Uh, and then now we're on a performance in terms of how much money we're spending uh, as the main way of getting paid. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, 20,000. So the main path has been like not getting comfortable at a thousand a month or 2,500 a month or 5,000 and uh, pushing and figuring out who wants to scale. What are the types of businesses that can scale and how do we get paid uh, on that retainer? Um, in a way that obviously we're hitting numbers that allow us to to scale. Mm. So is that specific? Have you found that that's specific niches or specific industries that you're targeting, or is it yeah. just uh, it's an income basis? What what what's that targeting mechanism that you're finding those kinds of companies that can you know, yeah. obviously have have that level of spend? Yeah. So most of our clients now, like the mindset is where we build a million dollar a month revenue uh in revenue companies and we do that with most for most companies depending on their business model etc but it's usually two hundred thousand to three hundred thousand a month in spend uh, most of that's primarily facebook uh at the moment uh, and the way that we're you know approaching that is what is the level of profitability we need in terms of overall in the business how do we want to look at profitability and acquisition costs on facebook specifically and like working the numbers backwards from a million a month in revenue um, plus and so there's like way more, you know, criteria to that, but basically is the market big enough? 
does the entrepreneur want to actually scale? Like there's a difference between a, a desire or a dream or an idea to scale versus actual commitment to, to do whatever it takes to, to scale. And it's night and day between uh, those two types of personalities or those two types of people. And so, uh, you know, we're looking at average order values and funnels and business experience and, uh, you know, traffic and their account and avatars, like all that kind of stuff in our process to be able to define if we're able to scale uh, pretty aggressively. Mm. Yeah, I like that you've got that classification of you. You really only want to work with people that have that level of commitment because that can be a, that's critical in that client engagement, right? A lot of agencies get stuck with. They kind of get stuck with clients, right? They almost become the victim to their own clients where they're just onboarding people for the sake of. Yeah, well, because they don't They just need the money or they just need a client so they get them on, but they, they're uncommitted. Yeah. They're, they're not ready to do what they actually need to do, whether that's yeah, commitment of resources, time, attention. To, yeah. Yeah, so I love that you've got that as a metric of this is who, how you decide who you want to work for. Yeah. And, you know, our average order value of what we want our clients to pay in terms mm -hmm. from a retainer standpoint, um, we started again at like super low. I wasn't really thinking about it. Then we're stuck at a thousand then stuck at twenty five hundred right now. We're about thirteen thousand per month. And the goal is like, what does it look like to be at 20 um, while building out the team and building out the infrastructure in order to handle uh, more clients? And so, you know, the way that we're approaching it now especially is you know you can do the business or the just the general like management side and performance side of advertising but what's the business side of the agency in order to hit specific gross margin uh you know targets and percentages uh, operating income uh percentages and you know looking at how do you actually design and predict the profitability of our own business for for us to be healthy while serving clients and you know recently we uh, fired one of our clients uh, who, even though we took a, a, a smaller uh, retainer for initially because we saw a potential in the future, uh, you know, the criteria for what it would look like to pay the full rate didn't happen. Uh, and then the numbers kept changing. And so even though they were trying to like take a bit of the uh, actual business that we, or the service that we provide and pay less, uh, we just are optimizing for 20,000 a month per client. And so if that doesn't align, then even if the numbers are good and performance is good and everything is good, it just doesn't align to our business. Like we have to make business decisions. Mm. Yeah, super important. Again, you, you know, really important that you've got that business lens. Uh, again, all creatives can come to their creative business and they've been the creative, right? They've been the developer or the designer and they're making that transition to business owner. And understanding the business logic and understanding that business back end can be a challenge. Yeah. It sounds like you got a quite a good handle on that. Is that again something that you've learned as you've gone along, or did you have some of that that business mentality coming into this? Yeah, um, you know, even during university, I knew I wanted to run my own businesses, um, or at least business. And uh, where that's yeah. evolving now is. You know, I'm not really a Facebook ads person. Like Facebook ads is just the environment and the vehicle that I've been doing it in. Um, where I actually excel is overall growth strategy, business strategy, and actual coaching of the people in the organization. Uh, I feel I can add a lot of value there. And now, you know, pre-COVID, we're at about six people. Right now, we're at about 20 people. And um, we're increasing capacity to basically double in the next year and a half, two years, if, you know, assuming uh, how, how things go. And uh, we're just building out more pods and, and our support structure so that we can bring on more clients. 
and uh, see how we can scale the business. Because you know, in the past, my focus has been how do I, I increase average order value and keep a number of clients. And that's you know the reason that stemmed or that I went in that direction is because uh, you know the responsibility of scale and families on the people who are working in the company as well as of our clients as well as breakage that happens. It was, it was just like a fear-based decision. And so uh, I'm making the commitment to grow that out and uh, put the right people in, in place in order for them to perform uh, and support the company in a, in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice that you got that. You, you, yeah, you can see that you can sort of step back and do what you're great at and sort of run the business and be more of the business face and you found a mechanism and a channel that works really well for you too. Yes, yeah. give, give, give your staff, give people that are working for you that opportunity to do what they do best as well. So how, what's your, how do you employ locally? Do you have on-ground team? Are you fully remote? What's yeah. the makeup of your, your team? Yeah, I mean, part of it happened very organically, um, but we're, we're in about six or seven different countries uh, okay. and people came kind of all over the place. And uh, I live in Medellin, Colombia. And so the, you know, just being in South America and, you know, we have people in Canada and the U.S. and in other countries as well. And um, the challenge has been, you know, how do we manage that and what is success look like to have different people involved and you know the because of my standards and the standards of our team uh, we can see how well someone's going to work in the, in the organization pretty quickly and uh, we have a very uh, you know independent culture as well where we're optimizing we're getting compensated a salary plus bonus and bonuses based off of performance if the company is a performance-based organization so should be the salaries uh, and I didn't do that for a long time I think that was a mistake and so um, the way that we have it set up is the salaries of the people can be 150 to 100, 150% of their base salary um, as bonuses. And so that obviously entices people to step up and, and do it that way. And um, all the core people who have a bonus structure um, have the same metric as each other. So if one person does something where there's a breakthrough in the campaign, other people benefit as well. And so, you know, Everyone has the same goal, which is how do we spend more money? The business has the same goal as how do we spend more money? And we're a scaling agency. So we're sharing that same goal with the client and we want to scale businesses. There are different agencies who do more ROAS protection or like optimizing profitability. And that's great. I think that's a different cycle uh, for most businesses that, that are in, in that season of their business. For us, we're working with people who want to aggressively scale and then slow down. When they slow down, they won't need us anymore. So um, that has been a big part of having everyone on the same objective. We have different ways to look at, you know, scale and profitability and how much we're spending per for clients overall of our portfolio as well as per client. And so it just creates a lot of alignment and like clarity on, are you doing a good job? You'll know before I know basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So how, when you're start, are you up staffing based on, number of clients based on spend, just based on general requirement. How do you sort of make that decision as well? We, we need a new person. Um, are you looking at maybe it's a new market? We need somebody in certain markets or somebody to somebody to service a different market, whether they're based there or not. So what's the decision matrix, I guess, in deciding I need somebody? Um, how you, yeah. yeah. Is that yeah, financial? Yeah. Is that just on workload? What's the... 
Yeah, so we're more so building our foundation at the moment in order to allow that growth to happen. So what that means for us is um, we're expanding into additional traffic sources. So we've been focused on Facebook and Instagram, and I've been like, you know, very against any other traffic source because it's very difficult to be uh, like really, really good at multiple traffic sources. Usually there's like agencies really good at one. Um, again, it's possible, but it requires a lot of diligence and like a lot of work a lot of testing and very aggressive like mentality to be relentless and so we're doing that now and uh we're doing that for youtube we're doing that for snapchat so we just brought, got started with snapchat uh in about a month and a half basically we are managing about 120,000 a month um just for one client and so we have to like we, we get thrown in environments that are high pressure and high growth and so it allows us to fail a lot quicker as well and so we're doing additional channels so that's one new person we're looking to bring on specifically for that we have another person we're bringing on just to support the facebook side and then the main hire right now is operations manager to streamline a lot of the operations and get kpis and scorecards and job uh, roles cleared out so that we can build additional pods like that's the goal and for us a pod will be uh, an account manager senior media buyer junior media buyer in order for them to execute as a unit and then use other business units in our in, like departments in, in our business uh, from creatives copy tech any kind of consulting or support uh, that we have internally in order to support uh, clients so right now it's not a systematic growth is more so let's just make sure that we have a little bit more capacity so we're able to breathe and operate get the operations person and then uh, go from there. Awesome. Sounds like you got a solid plan. So what's the, what's the overall all and growth strategy for 2021 and then sort of moving forward? Do you, are you planning on, as you said, you sort of moved into Snapchat. Are you sort of looking at different, is it a regional approach? Is it more a platform approach looking at maybe things like TikTok or is it really just coming depending what the clients need. And you sort of say you, you might find a client that wants to move to Twitter or something. So you need to work yeah. out how to, how to make Twitter ads. Yeah, no, not like that. Um, the focus is like Snapchat and TikTok ads are very similar. Um, and so that's one relative like channel. Uh, and then there is YouTube and like search on Google. And so that's roughly one channel. And so, um, we're, we're not going to go beyond that at the moment. There's like email marketing I want to do and CRO conversion rate optimization stuff, but that's just like biting off way more than I'd like to. Mm. And it's operational disaster. Um, and so the way we're approaching it right now is I'm pursuing leverage. Like that's, that's the real goal here. And so, um, you know, we can keep increasing our average order value and work with clients and curate them further. But the challenge with that will eventually be like the returns of my time and the team's time will be marginal instead of, you know, exponential. And so what I'm looking at is how do, how do we do that from a revenue standpoint, as well as, um, you know, margin standpoint in the business. And uh, yeah, we're exploring different ways to do that at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a really solid plan. And what's, what's, what's the dream? What's the, the dream agency five years, 10 years. Are you in this for life? Do you feel like this is something that you, um, you, you want to continue to do? Do you have maybe an exit in mind some point? Is there a side, a side hustle or something else that you, you're super interested in? Yeah, I don't believe in side hustles. So I want <laughs> one thing that is the core thing. Um, and 
the the way that I'm looking at this right now is, you know, especially with COVID happened, like I wanted to do a bunch of stuff and I just made a decision. I'm going to go in all in on stuff that I do know. And that's the agency or like at pros as a whole. Um, there are different ways that we can actually have all the content and education and coaching lead into the agency. But, uh, you know, the real thing that my longer term vision is I want to be really good at three things, which is how to get equity into companies and buy sell companies like basically equity acquisition, um, team acquisition of building and curating a high performing team. I'm not a great manager, um, so I'm more so on the design and support side, but not day-to-day -day management. That's not a skill of mine. Um, and then the uh, actual growth strategy and uh, customer acquisition strategy uh, for, for high growth businesses. So those are the places where I'm looking at leverage right now, which is equity and the team and uh, customer acquisition. And so those are my long-term commitments. And so when that, I made that commitment recently with that, a lot of the fears and insecurities and challenges and doubts you have kind of disappear because if that's the direction I'm going, like I'm going to deal with them anyways. And so uh, that's, that's like really what I'm working at, uh, at, you know, on at the moment. And um, a lot of the hangups I had because I was looking at such short term, like a month to a quarter instead of years or five years or 25 years, which I'm looking at now, um, those are no matter what channel I'm in, what niche I'm serving or businesses I'm operating in, um, those are skills that compound and, and are, can be leveraged. Mm. Yeah, I love that idea. You, when you've got that kind of North Star, right, it kind of makes it creates that decision. It's easier to make decisions, say, am I on track? Am I off track? Yeah. And say the, the day to day, the month to month becomes yeah. just fixing as you go to make sure that you're still aligned to that big, that big vision. It's super important to have that, that yeah. three, five year goal. Amazing stuff. Um, sounds like you've got a fascinating time ahead. If people want to find out more about you um, or connect with you or sort of work out how they how you can help them, what's the best place for them to get in touch? Got a couple yeah. things up on screen, but where's the best place for them to find out about you? Yeah, adpros.com, nail at adpros.com. Uh, if you want to do email or it's very easy to find me on uh, Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. So very easy to uh, find me. Um, the main thing is, you know, from an agency standpoint, we have a creative service um, for agencies uh, and, and brands. So it's adpros.com forward slash creatives and uh, content and ads are a massive part of what we're seeing. So we built out that service. Uh, but yeah, if I can help in the agency process or just give any feedback, happy to uh, happy to connect. Amazing. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for your time. And yeah, for, for agency people out there that want help with their, um, that side of things, check out adpros.com slash creatives up on the screen there. And you know, on audio for those that are not watching, that are listening. Um, really appreciate your time. I'm glad we got to have this chat. Um, yeah. yeah re re really, really good stuff. I appreciate this sort of thing coming from that, from that the business perspective and sort of bringing that to um, the agency world and your growth models and your plans. It sounds like really exciting stuff. And, yeah, really appreciate your time. We appreciate yeah, you dropping, dropping some value. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Connect with Nahal. Um, and thanks for dropping in and tuning into the show again. And, as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in. See you then.